Prime Minister Justin Trudeau is blaming former Prime Minister Stephen Harper for the rise in gun violence in Canada. The tech giant Meta will be testing a new feature on Facebook and Instagram that will block news content for many Canadians. A grown man exposed himself to children while denouncing white privilege on the opening night of an LGBTQ exhibit in the taxpayer-funded Quebec City Museum of Civilization. Hello Canada, it's Monday, June 5th, and this is the True North Daily Brief. I'm Rachel Emanuel. And I'm Andrew Lawton. We've got you covered with all the news you need to know. Let's discuss the top stories of the day and the True North exclusives you won't hear anywhere else. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau used a Toronto Raptors event last week to launch partisan attacks against the Conservatives, blaming the rise in gun violence to the government of former Prime Minister Stephen Harper. Trudeau gave a short speech alongside President of the Toronto Raptors in Toronto at an OVO Athletic Centre announcement. During his remarks, Trudeau made several digs at Conservative politicians for allegedly stoking fears around violent crime. Here's what that sounded like. Let's be honest here. Conservative politicians spend a lot of time stoking fear around violent crime, but they have consistently stood against measures to ensure less crime and fewer victims. The truth is the previous Conservative government made absolutely no effort to tackle gun violence. And to this day, Conservative politicians continue to cozy up to the gun lobby. But our government will continue to step up because this is what responsible leadership requires us to do. Trudeau made those comments even while Stephen Harper has not been Prime Minister for nearly eight years. So, Andrew, this is pretty typical in politics for political leaders of the day to blame former governments on things that are going wrong or have been going wrong within a given country or province. Sometimes there is some credence to this argument. A lot of times governments will inherit existing problems and then be blamed for not immediately turning them around. But in this case, we know that the violence with gun crime has actually been on the rise during Prime Minister Justin Trudeau's tenure, not under Stephen Harper. So he really doesn't have a leg to stand on here. No, and he's also done a lot of things on the gun file, things that people like me have criticized for having nothing to do with gun crime because they target law-abiding gun owners. But at a certain point, when you maybe pass the first year or two in office, when you've enacted policy on this particular issue, you don't get to blame the predecessor when it hasn't fixed it, especially when critics have been pointing out exactly why your measures aren't working. Well, that's just it. That's the other side of the coin here. Here he's saying, that conservatives have consistently stood against measures to ensure less crime and fewer victims, which is just absolutely not the case. We know that conservatives are extremely concerned about the rising criminal activity in Canada. Certainly, Pierre Polyev has spoken to it time and time again. But what they are concerned with is some of the measures that have really just been targeting people who use guns for sport shooting, who use guns for farming and for hunting. These are the types of measures that the Liberal government is pursuing. Absolutely. And again, I cannot restate enough the 
the utter mismatch in priorities between what a lot of people would find uncontroversial when you talk about going after border smuggling, when you talk about going after illegal guns, and what the government does, which is go after the licensed, regulated, registered firearms regime, which by its very nature only targets those who are diligent about following the law. And, and I mean, every time I say this, it seems like it's so stupid because it's so obvious, yet despite how obvious it is, that really hasn't translated into the government's priorities here on the firearms file. As the Trudeau government's controversial online news act, C-18, inches closer to becoming law, the tech giant Meta, that's the parent company of Facebook, is testing a new feature that will block news content for many Canadians in a trial run that will last a month. The announcement comes as the head of public policy at Meta Canada, Rachel Curran, said the platform will be making a stand against C-18, which is the bill requiring social media platforms to pay Canadian news outlets for their content. Meta says it's prepared to block news altogether on Facebook and Instagram if C-18 passes the Senate, which could come as early as this month. This is something that Curran told the Canadian press will roll out to 1-5% to of Canada's 24 million Facebook users. It will prevent them from viewing links to news articles, reels, and stories. It could affect us here at True North. It'll certainly affect those who are trying to click on a link to a CBC story or a CTV story if they're in that target group. Canadian Heritage Minister Pablo Rodriguez said Meta's refusal to comply with the proposed legislation is, quote, unacceptable, unquote. He said, when a big tech company, no matter its size, no matter the amount of money and the powerful lawyers it has, comes here and tells us, if you don't do this or that, I'm pulling the plug. That's a threat and it's unacceptable. This is, to me, baffling. The government should be grateful Facebook is doing this because its entire argument with Bill C-18 has been that the social media companies are are stealing news content. So if they're saying, okay, we will make sure our platforms don't have any of this content, that's giving them what they said they wanted. Yeah, that's actually an excellent point. I guess you've revealed their true plot, which is to get these tech companies to pay out to social media companies and to news outlets. You know, you just mentioned we over at True North might be affected by this individually. We both have Facebook pages. I'm sure we'll be impacted by this. So while it's a bad thing for us, I personally can't say that I'm upset that Facebook is doing this because the government has no right to force these private companies to pay out to news companies, which are already benefiting from sharing their work on Facebook for free, which is sending tons of users back to their site, which is giving tons of traction to their content. And so while this policy might be bad for us personally, I, I totally agree with Facebook's decision here. And I think that Pablo Rodriguez's statement calling it unacceptable. It's been like this for a while now, but just their inability to understand that it's so inappropriate for them to wade into a private company and dictate how they need to run is baffling to me. Absolutely. And again, remember, this is all coming as part of a, a big package of internet regulations. We had Bill C-11, we have C-18, we have the rumored online hate legislation that will be coming up. So the government is basically making this full-out assault on control of the internet, and it's Canadians who pay the price for this. A grown man exposed his penis to children while denouncing white privilege in a performance on the opening night of the taxpayer-funded Quebec City Museum of Civilization's Love Me Gender exhibit. The museum is defending the act as, quote, contemporary art performance aimed at representing artistic diversity, 
According to a news release, the museum's new LGBTQIA2S plus exhibit allows people to, quote, explore the plurality of experiences related to genders. It also highlights how they have transformed over time and in different cultures in Quebec and elsewhere. However, an undercover video from the exhibit's opening night by Rebel News shows a shocking performance in which a man in plexiglass case exposed himself to children while discussing transgender people and denouncing white privilege. In the video, kids are seen reacting uncomfortably to the nudist act. The exhibit also features multiple pride flags, different modelings of penises, vaginas, and breasts, vials of hormones, photos of political tattoos, trans bodies, and desecrated Christian outfits and symbols. The Quebec City Museum of Civilization is a provincial government institution and receives millions of dollars annually from taxpayers. The Love Me Gender exhibit will be at the museum until April 14th, 2024. It is sponsored by TD Bank and Ubisoft. I'm not honestly surprised at all that this happened in a museum, even if it is a taxpayer-funded museum. What I am surprised at is that the parents in the room didn't immediately grab their children and say, we're leaving, I can sense where this is going. This is absolutely not appropriate for a minor to be watching. Yeah, there's a question that I have about what the demographic in the audience is. Are, Are these parents that just stumbled upon for the right reasons and then were too uncomfortable to leave? Or are these people that knew what they were going to, knew what they were getting into and and really wanted to expose their children literally and figuratively to this? I, I don't know. And let me say, museums have come a long way since I was a kid. I mean, I remember learning about dinosaurs and ancient Egypt and mummies and, you know, mammals and reptiles and all of that. The idea that you have to sit down as a child and be preached to about very contentious political and social issues in a very vulgar way is absurd. And and that those who criticize this are maligned as being the real bigots when it has nothing to do with your tolerance or acceptance and everything to do with age appropriateness is quite a, a shameful turn on this stuff. Well, and Andrew, maybe I'm off base about this, but when you're saying you went to museums as a student and you learned about ancient Egypt and you learned about the pyramids and you learned about dinosaurs, you were learning about things that had happened long periods ago in history, which is typically what one thinks of when they go to a museum, you're going to learn about a historical event when you're in Germany, you know, they have Holocaust museums, they have museums about World War One and World War Two, where you can go and learn about history. But really, in this case, you're learning, the kids are being taught things that are undecided or being discussed and debated in society right now. They're, they're basically looking at the topic of the day at the museum. And, you know, certainly you can have topical things at museum, but this is not a historical event. These are things that are still being discussed and decided onto society as to how appropriate these types of issues are and how far we need to go. And so then to expose your children to this in such a vulgar way, as you mentioned, it really kind of makes me scratch my head as to if they wouldn't be better off learning on decided historical fact, so to speak. Yeah, I think that's a very key point that you raise, Rachel. And and it's not to me that it's stuff that's current. It's that it's stuff that's unsettled and, and stuff that is not determined, where if you were to go out into the general population, you would find people that have very differing beliefs. I mean, even just take a look at the medium. If you were to go around and say, hey, should a guy be naked and preaching to children about white privilege? I think you're going to find some people that say, yeah, that's fine. And some people that say, ah, you know, maybe I'm, I'm not on board with that. And then the message itself is is a contentious one. And and I, I don't even see this as a free speech issue. I mean, let's just take, you know, legal limits on decency out of the equation here. What are the parents thinking? What what is it that you think your child is getting out of this other than confusion? 
That's it for today. And don't forget to check in at www.tnc.news throughout the day for all the news you need to know. And if you're able, please consider supporting independent media over at donate.tnc.news. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.